Good morning, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Sinister Sunrise. I'm Erin. I'm Sarah. I'm Morgan. And we are pretending like it's the 70s. And why, Sarah, are we pretending like it's the 70s? Just because the 70s feel today? <laughs> because Morgan decided to sing Let's Dance. Let's and that's dance. all it takes, apparently. Let's dance tonight. Yeah, I don't know why it's, it's jamming in my head this morning. It was mm-hmm. right when I woke up. I'm one cup of coffee Aaron. in, so it's anything's possible. <laughs> and Erin, you're in tie-dye. I don't know why you're asking me what era it is. It's 70s, baby. Yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I fit the theme without knowing it. <laughs> the glue. Hell yeah. Yep. <laughs> there she is. <laughs> we got a badass on our hands. We just, oh, didn't even know it. It's great. Make it's the great. nicknames happen. Yep. Quit trying to make fetch happen. Oh, these are going to happen, though. Erin, I think you have a game for us. I'm ready. I'm sorry. I'm so pumped. I have my paper right here. <laughs> we're going to act- see how it goes. I need Screw the patter. Tell us what we're doing. <laughs> I know. Screw the, the patter. patter. Yes. <laughs> actually, <laughs> one, you, I think I actually got this idea from you, and I think it was because you had said something during book club about it. So... Mm. Again, this is going to have to are be you, Scouts Honor, guys. I'm, say, I'm but, sorry. Are you saying that I am? I don't have the upper hand like everyone else does? Uh, oh, no. There's no upper hand in this. This is all. Yes, there is. I will win. Luck Give it to me. What skill. is it? Okay. So everyone has a piece of paper and yeah. a pen or a pencil. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Let's so go ahead and okay. set the pen down somewhere on the paper. Just set it down. Point down. Okay. Okay. Now, we are going to close our eyes. Oh, my mother. And you are going to draw a house as best you can without taking the pen off of the paper. You can make it as simple or you can add bushes and a mailbox, whatever you want. Okay. Get as creative or not creative as you want. And we will vote who's the best. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. And go. Oh my god, I'm I drew one line and I'm already mad. Are you f- <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I hate this. I'm way too much of a control freak for this to be okay. I'm done. <laughs> I'm scared. Should I open my eyes and look at it? I just did. I'm so if you would like to. <laughs> hey! <laughs> you know what? Is it good? It's, it kind of looks like abstract art. Let's sell them. 50 bucks. Take it or leave it. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to our, um, while you're doing this, Erin, we oh, went to okay. our graphic, is it called, would you call TP a graphic designer? Yeah, I would um, say artist, graphic he, designer, yeah. Yeah. Because, well, he does he, tattoos also, so. Yeah. If you're he's in St. A, Louis and you need anything artsy, go to yeah. TP Melty Face. Yep. He will get it done. We plug him we, all the time. Well, we love him. he is yeah. amazing. And we went to his the sweet little logo that you see. One yeah. right now on my mug and two on our page wherever you're listening to this. He made it. Yeah. From us just being like, make it spooky, but not, but like a but like coffee kind of, maybe. <laughs> those, were the exact, 
That was it. That was the whole description. He was like, okay, got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh. And he went with it and he did awesome. Yeah. We went to an I art am- show last night and he, uh-huh. I bought a print from him and I was like, how much is it? And he said, how much do you think it's worth? And I said, what? Oh. <laughs> I looked at Sarah and was like, oh God. Uh, uh, I got sweaty uh, so quick. I was like, uh, it, this is a game. I don't, I don't know how to play this one. A million dollars. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> Forty dollars, and he started laughing. He's like, mm, "Girl, give me ten dollars." <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's like, "That's a print." And we are all. I was like, I, and I looked at Sarah. I was like, "I would have said forty dollars exactly too." So, I, yeah. To me, I was like, "Yeah, but it's art." So I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yep. I feel like it's hard so, to put a price on art, but what you got was really cool. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! We will post a picture we, of that. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. That's what I was gonna ask. Okay. Speaking of pictures, are you ready to see our artwork? Yeah, the big reveal. <laughs> yeah. I'm, s- I'm. All right. One. I guess you have to go two. one at a time, right? I can't see if oh, I put the. Tri- oh, true. Oh. Right. Okay. Uh, Sarah, go first. Are you Oh, joking? that's not bad at all. Do you see the the chimney, though? <laughs> <laughs> the chimney? And then these are bushes. And this yeah. is the second window that's supposed to be in the house, but it's abstract, so. Yeah. I see. <laughs> I like that one. Thank you. Yeah. Aaron, go. All right. Let's see. Tell me if you can see it or not. Are you f- Hers has a tree. That's- Can you move it to your left a little? Yeah, there you- Oh, yes. the roof. Well, I like the high windows. Yeah, and the door is up there as well with the and windows. Also, that's the only way you can get in the house. <laughs> is it flooding on half of it? Like what? Is no, that, that's is supposed it? to be grass. Oh, oh, oh okay. Well, or is it a pool? Own. You need to mow you your lawn. You have a surround. <laughs> Maybe you can get Carly. Half with of her the house is lawnmower. underground, so oh, it's the basement. I see. I see. You. That's were- why you can get to the door. That's why the doors and the windows are up that way. So in the upper no, the right hand cool. corner. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, oh my. guys. I'm okay, not trying to Morgan? toot my own horn, but oh god. Okay. Oh, shit. I, I did a path, and then the yeah. only thing that's really fucked up is the roof. My chimney is, is even in the right... Yeah. So I drew a window, a little circle window in the attic, and I tried to draw a ghost, but it kind of just looks <gasps> like a sperm. Sorry. Okay, so you win, right? Because <laughs> uh, I automatically got that was a ghost. <laughs> it's a ghost in the attic! Hey, yes! Yes. Morgan points. wins. Points, points, points. Oh, my gosh! Guys, I can barely draw a stick person. This is the highlight of my life! <laughs> So Morgan, since you won, you can decide who goes second then, oh, based off of ours. Right, yeah, this is I think that's fair. It's a friendship test, so yeah, pick wisely. choose wisely. You're losing one of us. Oh my god, shit! I, all right, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Aaron. I have to go with Sarah because the only yeah. thing that's floating is her chimney, and that's true. You, you, you have a window that overlaps the door, and I don't quite know how I'm going to get inside. That's my only. That was it. That was the only flaw. I'm so do sorry. I say chimney weird? Yeah, say chimney. 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 <laughs> chimney. God damn it. I'm saying it like Jiminy Cricket. Yeah, you yeah. are. You're adding an extra <laughs> syllable in there. Sorry, I just heard you guys say it back, and I was like, wait. <laughs> That's why I said it like <laughs> I didn't even catch it. Okay. You say it like a British person. Chim, chimney. Chimney. <laughs> Hello, sir. Go swipe my chimney. She's Mary Poppins. All right. And if you guys Pop- want, <sighs> we can take a picture of these too if we do oh. want to post them. Oh, hell yeah. Hell so yeah. everyone else can see the wonderful artwork we made. And then I'm TP, putting our bitmojis. 
<laughs> now I need to ask TP how much my art is worth. How <gasps> much is this worth, TP? Oh my god, we put up. Well, it's an original, like, so yeah, mm-hmm. it's worth a lot. I'm putting my bitmoji <laughs> in the front door of mine, just so you guys know. You should do Hell the same. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, cool. I'm just Well, that was the game. All right. Cool. Thank you, Lund, for Uh, the idea. I gave you that idea? Yeah, you were mentioning it during book club. Something about two houses and when someone makes two houses, they aren't the same. I can't remember what in context it was, but that I was like, hey, wait a minute. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. No, it's going to be too much. It's going to be too much patter. All cool. Yeah, I did say that. (laughs) That's hilarious. Ugh. All right. Well, on that yeah. note. So, Morgan, you start us off. Up? All right. Yeah, you're up. I have, Get on the court. I have a, a weird one for you today. <clears throat> okay. I th- was, again, very disappointed by my research because <laughs> <laughs> I picked my subject and I was like, yeah, yeah, this is going to be great. Ooh, ooh. And I could have dove a lot, lot deeper, but I, you know, I tried to stay above the rabbit hole. Um, and well, is it mermaids? No, <laughs> no, but it is a crypto. Um, oh, but, ooh. but I those white those uh, Wikipedia white coast people white coast white coat people blah, 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 oh. <laughs> got a hold of the information and just scienced it up. And I'll leave you to have your opinions at the end of this. But okay, here we okay. Go. down. <clears throat> Down so, with the lab coats. <laughs> that lab coats. That's what, white white coasts. I can't talk. It's fine. the ivory coast. Blah blah blah. All right. Today I'm covering the chupacabra. Yes. Ooh. Okay. So, I don't know if you ladies have ever heard of or learned anything about the chupacabra, but to preface why I chose this, I will one. I like you know cryptozoology, all that stuff, but. Yeah. Uh, I originally <laughs> found this when I was in about sixth grade, and I was <laughs> I was watching Animal Planet, and they had this show called like Most Extreme Animals or something like that. Ten Most Extreme mm-hmm. Animals. I don't remember what it was. And every episode they'd do like the most extreme furry beasts, or the most extreme killers, or the most extreme. You know, animals you don't know about or whatever. Well, mm-hmm. one was, quote, like, sci- like sci-fi or unable to prove their existence, quote, unquote, quote, unquote. And this was in that list. And I was just, like, glued to it. So much so that for a project in sixth grade, when we learned about PowerPoint, I made a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> about chupacabras. <laughs> and that's what you're going to show us today? No, no, I lost it. I don't know. It's oh. gone forever. I'm out. But I no I'm longer sorry. want this. I'm disappointed. I know. Honestly, it probably was full of typos. So not much different than you are what you're going to hear today. So <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Do they have the fun transitions too? Like oh. would it like <gasps> Every shuttered slide. up and down? Every oh, and the blocks out. One. Yes. yes. Yeah. And then oh. each like text had its own little thing too that it yeah. did. Where it like <laughs> on the screen then yes. off. Yeah. I oh, wonder yeah. how and annoyed sixth grade teachers got. Like oh, I fucking no. hate this part of the year. <laughs> I hope no. I hope at least one teacher was like, oh wow, someone's not doing like horses for once. I there's a there's the girl. There's Chupacabra girl. <laughs> That's my girl. Yes, yes. So <clears throat> if you have never heard of the Chupacabra, its name literally translates to goat sucker. 
And uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> this came to light uh, in 1995 while a comedian uh, was like doing a stand-up show and kind of coined the term while these uh, quote attacks were happening again back in like 1995. Oh. So very. <clears throat> Pardon me. So very recently is when like this all came to light which is what i thought was really funny like normally it's like mermaids you've heard about you know hundreds of years bigfoot mm-hmm. we've known you know he's been around for a long time 1995 that's the year after we were born i just really want to um two years after grandmommy was Shh. born but oh my gosh don't say that okay i'm just gonna let it slide it's fine <laughs> i turned 27 in one week no the um goat sucker reminds me of you lint liquor Mm-hmm. We should start making that our new insult. Like, you glue up, sucker. you goat sucker. <laughs> TP, can that be it. a sticker? I want to see what you do. Oh my god! Yes, yes. That that right there is the definition of his artwork. Make us a sticker that says "you goat sucker." Glue up, <laughs> you goat sucker. Glue <laughs> up, you goat sucker. <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> uh, and then uh, from ABC News, an article that was written in 2011. Uh, prior to the 1995 uh, like attacks, quote unquote, it was mentioned in the 60s in the show Bonanza, uh, but they called it a, a whippoorwill bird, and it was a folklore <laughs> that suggested it sucked milk, not go- not blood from goats. So when oh. I read that, I was like, I need to say that, but at the same time, I'm like, how does that get from point A to point B? A bird, mm-hmm. and this is a chupacabra. They don't eat the same thing. Okay, no, it's fine. I get it. I evolution. No. Yeah, ev- <laughs> very fast evolution. <laughs> yeah, very fast. 60s to 1995. We need to be Whoa. studying them more. Right. Um, a Again, my story's pretty quick. Like I said, I didn't want to dive too deep into the rabbit hole, so I'm just hitting you with some facts. And they are. Give it to me. Facts. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) Madeline Tolentino I'm so sorry Madeline if I mispronounced your last name Uh, she uh, is in a she lives in a small town near Puerto Rico and she was the first person who claimed to see the chupacabra so is it from uh, Mexico or no Puerto Rico so it's not in the north it's not in a Jesus I'm not I'm not even drinking this morning it's not in North America so I'll is get Puerto to Rico, bit. North America, <clears throat> Central America. Oh God, I'm gonna let you simmer on that. No, please save me. I think it's Central. Aaron, help me. <laughs> You're not even sure. <laughs> I, was, I was just being a bitch. Um, yeah, come on. Ge- geogra- geography was my least favorite subject. So, uh, Puerto Rico. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> say one of us has to know geography if we're gonna travel together. Someone has to read a map. I just Nose like goes. to get a map, close my eyes, point to an area, and say, that's where I'm going to go next. Aaron <laughs> likes to draw does... houses blindfolded and pick her vacations blindfolded. Hmm. Hmm. That is how we got Alaska. Kind of. <laughs> I'm just, that's hilarious. Puerto Rico. Anyway. Puerto Rico. Yeah. Wes, feel free to cut all that out. <laughs> okay. So, Madeline Tolentino <laughs> uh, lives in a small uh, town in Puerto Rico, and she was the first person to claim to see the quote chupacabra. She states it was about four feet high with wide, dark eyes, thin arms, three fingers on each hand, and it stood on hind legs. She states it lacked ears and had small air holes for a nose with feathery spikes on its back. 
So basically when I, you look up an image of a chupacabra, you'll see like two different types of images. And this is pro this, there's the one I'll describe here in a little bit. And this one, this one is like 18 times more terrifying than the other. And they are also very, are very different to me. So it's, Maybe this will explain the looks of it. <clears throat> okay. So, media seem to play a strong role in promoting the sightings of the chupacabra. Uh, Tolentino states, a few weeks before the sighting that she claimed to have, you know, seen the creature on her property, she watched a movie called Species <laughs> Species <laughs> that that did, and the the like creature in the movie looked surprisingly. A lot like a chupacabra. So hmm. I read that and I was hmm. like, okay, so even it, like, I'm not denying you saw something, but maybe your mind was like amplified yeah. a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, and then I personally, I wrote, however, that does not explain the carnage of the farm animals that are reported to be their prey. And I'll get to that in a little bit. Hmm. Here we go. <clears throat> BBC.com. In the mid-2000s, a, quote, new chupacabra came about. It seemed to be more of a hairless dog-type animal walking on four legs. Uh, da, 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 da. That, to me, makes more sense. If you have, like, glowing feathers down your back, I don't know how no one would have seen you for hundreds of years. But a hairless like, dog, I can see that blending in, and then you're like, whoa, whoa. Well, some people say that it's an alien. Some people say it's like an actual Now we're creature. talking. Yeah. So it's like, okay, if it's real, it might be an alien. Who knows? Give me some aliens. Right. We should have an alien month. I fucking love aliens. Yeah. Uh, the crazy thing that most people like harp about is bodies of these creatures have have been found. Um, oh. So, they, so when they were found, they did DNA tests and like, I'm reading this and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Let's see, it comes back completely with unknown DNA. Like, ah, it did not. Uh, with DNA <laughs> tests, it seems these are dogs, um, raccoons, and coyotes, mostly with mange. Um, and I, it went on for like half a page about describing what mange is and how it happens. And I was like, it, it was scroll, scroll. Basically, <laughs> I mean, you, have, like, you hear the word like you're mangy, you're like a mangy dog. It means like yeah. they're like uh -huh. losing a lot of hair and your skin tends to look kind of scaly. Uh, but where so did the mange is... come from? Aliens. <clears throat> dun, dun, dun. It comes from a bug. Mm. Like mites. It's so weird. Alien mites. Alien mites. They glow in the dark. All right. <laughs> this is believed why ranchers didn't recognize them at first as those animals. Because without hair, those animals do look really different. Um, actually, I some, not during this research, but one, one time I was stumbling upon like a Facebook article. And it was like, animals without hair, you barely will recognize. And I was like, let's look at this. Every <laughs> animal that without hair. Whoa. Okay, one thing. Hairless, hairless guinea pigs. They look like little baby hippos. It's pretty cute. If you see a hairless bear, terrifying. Like, you see a normal bear and you're like, oh, no, a grizzly bear. No. Like, no hair. It's just they're, they look like aliens, truly. So I see hmm. why people would probably be like, I didn't think that was a coyote. I didn't think that was a dog. Whatever. Sarah, are you Googling it right now? <laughs> <laughs> Feel free. It's terrifying. Um, Sorry, I put uh, it on mute so you couldn't hear the keys. Whoa. Oh <laughs> hairless. Uh, did you look up hairless bear? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just for your viewing pleasure. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. scary. 
Yes. It looks like um those things from Avatar, like in the face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yup. Thank you for yeah, that spook this morning. Everyone Google yeah. it. Didn't know there was a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Morgan. So, you're welcome. So as much as I would love to just be like, it's a chupacabra. Like, honestly, if I just saw an animal like that walking around, I'd be like, that's a chupacabra. Like, <laughs> it doesn't have Fair a enough. It is not a hairless bear. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, ba, ba, ba. But back to the ringer for there being something out there. The dead livestock. So then this all started, people were reporting that they're livestock mostly like chickens and small livestock not like cows or anything were had puncture holes near their neck and they were being drained of their blood completely Hmm. so that's why this whole chupacabra thing got out because it's like well even if that is a coyote or a mangy dog like it doesn't suck the blood Mm -hmm. out of creatures so of course when i was young and i was like oh my god it's like a vampire monster blah but (laughs) science the white coats they came in and they explained it all away so i'm really sorry here we go doesn't mean it's right i know (sighs) so while they say the same like imposters of the chupacabra those coyotes the raccoons the mangy dogs may be the ones that are actually truly causing these deaths so they could be biting a livestock or a farm animal and being caught or anything like that so they you know, bite down and run away. That would cause those actual puncture holes. And then, Hmm. again, the scientific side of it, the animals are technically not totally drained of their blood. Even though in the videos that I have seen of them, like, showing the animals, and, like, not to be gross, but they, like, picked them up, and, like, picked up a chicken, and it was, it was hollow. Like, there's no, sorry, there's no other way to describe it. Like, it literally was, like, light as a feather. When they picked it up. Like one of those toy rubber chickens? Yeah. But it just was like, yeah. Like they picked it up by the feet and it was just hollow. It? It's, yeah. So, again, this is where science steps in. Uh, it's actually lividity. I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong, world. It's where, <laughs> <laughs> it's where blood pools in the lowest part of the body and coagulates. Mm-hmm. So basically oh. because it got bit and then maybe the animal ran off, it sat there overnight and then all that blood just kind of goes to one spot. So it definitely, it's it's weighted differently. Um, and I did look it up that it only takes about four to six hours for that to happen. So it's highly likely that, you know, let, scenario, I'm a farmer. I see some like, I hear some like noises out on my property. I look out. And I catch the creature and I like, you know, fire a shot in the air. Bam. It bites my chicken and runs off without the chicken. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I got it to go away. And then I go back to sleep, come out four hours later and see that. So it's, I understand why it would be like believable, but there was science to just come and wipe it all away for us. (laughs) So uh, to end it, I will say, so while chupacabras may not exist, there are definitely creatures yet that we have encountered. Mermaids. So that's all I have. (laughs) (laughs) I think they're real. I think it's a government cover up. Oh, that that is a huge conspiracy theory. Stop. Like, yeah, where they've been found is like you know, like Puerto Rico and like the bottom parts of the United States, and they're like saying like it's always near like a like a secret uh, government lab and blah blah blah, and it's like (laughs) okay. So I did not want to go down the secret government labs. Are there? I feel like everything I find is like, and it's near. This secret Air Force base. The secret yeah. government lab. 
Like, yeah. Okay, but what if they did another not Area 51 raid like they did before, but one for the Chupacabra? Like, oh, maybe it's here in this government lab. And then everyone dresses up like Chewy or something while they're oh there. God. And then it just turns into run. a rave. <laughs> yeah. We can all wear those big furry socks. You heard it here <laughs> first, people. Out my 2021, coffee. February 2nd. Get your rave <laughs> socks on. February Meet us in Chupacabra. Territory. I was like, for the party of your life. We'll name the place Chupacabra. Like Mount Chupacabra. Ooh, sounds badass. We won't suck your blood, but we'll have a great (laughs) fucking time. (laughs) Woo! I don't know. We got to think of a catch line still, but it's yeah. You can see the you can see it's good. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's not as plans in motion. Oh yeah. Blew up goat sucker, but we'll get there. Actually, that could be the T-shirt. Honestly. It's true. It's true. Okay. All right. Table it. Table. So, it. yep. I kept it short and sweet for you. So, yeah. With thank that, you, Miss Miss Sarah. Yo up. Thank you. It was short and sweet. All it makes me want to do is prove that the scientists are wrong, and I know that's wow. something wrong with me. <laughs> that, no, that was my goal is to make you question their existence. So we're good. <laughs> I'm questioning a lot. Okay, so today we are going to talk about narcolepsy. Oh, yes. And I have practice, so I'm going to say my sources this time. I watched three YouTube videos. One is from osmosis.org called Narcolepsy Causes, Symptoms, Diagnosis, Treatment, and Pathology. Really good video. Watch it. It's only like seven minutes long. Um, YouTube, The Origins of Narcolepsy. And then also the third one is Narcolepsy or what is narcolepsy by Harvard Medical School. <laughs> Harvard. <laughs> so proud of your research, Sarah. Thanks. It made me wonder, like, Elle Woods, like, what? Like, it's hard to go here? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to read these articles? <laughs> it was a video, so. <laughs> no, I couldn't read the article, but the video was good. Oh, my God. And then I did read some articles, healthline.com, morethantired.com, and Wikipedia. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Okay. So I mentioned narcolepsy last week that it can be involved in sleep paralysis. And I was reading and I learned things about narcolepsy that I didn't know. So I thought maybe people listening didn't know. Um, so whenever I say narcolepsy, like what comes to your guys' mind? Uh, just falling asleep. Like, bam. Like I could just be talking right now and be like. <laughs> right? Same with but, you, Aaron. Yeah. I mean, is it like those like fainting goats but with sleep where you're just like boop um <laughs> or can of. it be the kind of <laughs> is, this the, is this the goat episode <laughs> don't be a goat sucker um, i mean i know that's totally not narcolepsy and that's not anything to do with sleep but that's what it reminded me of it's less like funny, you just feel yeah. really tired for no reason i don't know yes no that's wrong. that's the closest so whenever i thought of it i always remember this video because it does happen on animals also um, especially, I think it's called Dachshund Pinchers. That's the kind of dog that they see it in a lot. So mm-hmm. I just sent you guys a little video if you want to look at it. Yeah. Oh, we should do it right now? Okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I think it's cute. Do I need to listen? Oh, no. <gasps> no, it just... It's a wiener dog! Yeah! Can you run in? <gasps> He's not hurt, if that helps. Oh. Yeah. You know He's what? just sleeping. You know what? If it has to happen to any dogs... I'm kind of glad it's wiener dogs because that dog did not have far to fall to the grass. Uh-uh. 
<laughs> so Aww. that's not what it looks like in humans, but it is the cutest way to look at it. So narcolepsy. Mm-hmm. Thank and you. really all it is, you're welcome, is the inability to regulate sleep-wake cycles. So like oh. the normal boundaries of being awake and sleeping don't really exist for these people. And this leads sufferers to have frequent lapses of sleep or even suffer with elements of sleep while they're awake. Whoa. Yes. So have you ever been at work and it's like really slow, rainy day and maybe you didn't get sleep, enough sleep last night or you're on a road trip and you pulled the short straw for that 2 a.m. driving shift, which I always mm-hmm. get somehow, mm-hmm. <laughs> and you literally had to force yourself awake? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So the scientific way to state that is that you are exerting control over your sleep-wake cycles and narcolepsy impairs someone to do that. So they would feel like that all the time, but they couldn't stay awake. Oh, my God. Yes, and I'm about to get sciency with it, so put on those Wikipedia lab coats and crank up your hearing aids. Yes, let me know if something doesn't make sense. I tried to break it down, but just, yeah, hold on. Okay. Okay, (laughs) so inside your noggin, there's a brain, hopefully, Mm -hmm. and inside your brain is a box, and inside that box is another box, and inside the smallest box is Emperor Cusco, who has turned into a fly, and then we smash (laughs) him with a hammer. (laughs) (laughs) Kidding. No, so inside... Your brain, there's this area called the hypothalamus, which is where if you cut your brain in half at the base of your skull with an imaginary saw, emphasis on imaginary, I don't know what our listeners do in their mindsets, but please do not cut anyone's head. So if you, actually, let's go from the front of your head. So if you, yet again, imaginary saw, cut your head in half at your forehead and like move backwards. Now you have Mm -hmm. two halves, right? Mm -hmm. One, two. Okay. Take one half, throw it out the window. We don't need it anymore. Okay. The other one, it doesn't really matter which, if you're looking at the lower middle, so like go to the top of your head and go down, it's like right, it's right above the base of your skull and it's pretty small. That's where your hypothalamus is. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's like right above the brainstem, which is important because that's how it sends all its messages out. Mm-hmm. And it's not big, like I said, but it is important. So it plays a role in releasing hormones to your body, maintaining your daily physiology cycles, aka what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It manages your sexual behaviors. So next time you don't want to bang, you should just say, sorry, it's not me. My hypothalamus just isn't into it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you. It's my hypothalamus. <laughs> yes, yes. I am making a quote out of that. Um, <laughs> and it's also considered the thermostat of your body. So it sets a desired body temperature, and then it's going to stimulate sweating to cool you down or raise your blood pressure to warm you back up, which is pretty cool. Oh, my gosh. I did not know that. Thank you. Yeah, so your hypothalamus, it's, it's really not that big, but it does tiny, a lot. Tiny but mighty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, tiny yes. but mighty. So for this to function, it needs its little worker bees on the inside to get its shit done. In this case, those bees are neurons that stabilize wakefulness and sleep. And they're very important because these little neurons, they make neurotransmitters. Mm-hmm. Give me a second. It's orexin A and orexin B, which mm-hmm. I'm not going to make you ever think of those two again. But these transmitters, they connect to other parts of your brainstem and they help regulate your body with the wakefulness and sleep. So think of like the orexins as sassy phone operators in the 1950s. Like ain't no calls getting out if they don't want them to. <laughs> <laughs> like they are sending your calls. They're connecting everything. And their claim to fame as this excitatory effect, which is exactly what it sounds like. So to excite, to stimulate, et cetera. And this is going to stabilize your wakefulness during the day because you're excited, you're stimulated, like it's sending those messages to the rest of your body. Like, hey, we're up, we're doing it. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then the same thing, it sends the sleepfulness stuff at night. 
So most individuals that have narcolepsy, they are struggling with these neurons and neurotransmitters. And fun fact, scientists figured out the orexin part of narcolepsy when they were searching for solutions to obesity. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. okay. So did that make sense? It was kind of science-y, but to kind of, could you see how it went to one thing? Sarah, yes. Mm-hmm. I, cool. I literally wish you were my psych teacher. I would have learned a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> All the metaphors. I love them. Hell <laughs> Keep yeah. them coming. I was like, this is what I live for. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that was great. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yes. I'm You're ready. welcome. I'm glad it makes sense. So normally we see the onset of narcolepsy during the ages of 10 to 25, and it doesn't matter your sex. So yet again, woo, equality. Um, <laughs> and then in most classic cases of narcolepsy, sometime during that like period of adolescence, there's an autoimmune process, which we don't really know why. I'm saying we. I've done no research on my own. I'm just reading stuff. Oh, yeah. And I'm not a licensed psychologist or sleep specialist. Just so everyone but knows. we love you just the same. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think we have enough listeners to get sued, but if there is one, please don't. <laughs> I'm just looking online. Yes. So normally scientists, not myself, of course, see the onset of narcolepsy during the ages of 10 to 25. And then somewhere in there, this autoimmune process kills off almost all of the orexin-producing neurons, <gasps> about 90%. Oh, And wow. again- yeah, those are those switchboard operators that send the excitatory vibes to your body. So that's Whoa. not good. Yes, mm-hmm. now you're impaired from like kind of knowing what is what. You know what I'm saying? Okay. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and this is going to cause the sufferers to suffer. Wow, that was worded fantastic. Thank you. Um, <laughs> the, the top five symptoms are daily sleepiness despite getting adequate amount of sleep at night. Two, cataplexy, which I will dive into this. This is nuts. Episodes of muscle weakness. Three, fragmented sleep. Four, inability to move at start or end of sleep. And five, vivid hallucinations at start or end of sleep. Is this hmm. sounding familiar at all? Maybe reminds you of sleep paralysis just a bit, so like, maybe? maybe? About a couple episodes ago. Yes, that's why they're kind of paired together a lot. Like they said, um, uh, what like the risk factors for sleep paralysis was like lack of sleep, alcoholism, or other sleep issues like narcolepsy. So it makes yeah. a lot more sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So out of all the symptoms I listed, hands down, the one that most people report is the sleepiness, and it's the most challenging symptom. Mm-hmm. You can doze off with little warning, like Aaron was saying, um, like sitting in a class or down on a computer or when you're driving. Which scares everyone. So keep in mind, this person will have gotten the same amount of sleep that you and I would get, a somewhat normal amount. Um, And most individuals with narcolepsy find that like a short 15-minute nap throughout the day is going to improve their alertness for a few hours. So this is how scientists kind of figured out that the sleepiness of narcolepsy is caused by some sort of like brain circuit malfunction that would promote full alertness, not that the sleep itself was insufficient. Even though it can be, but that's just kind of how they the process worked. Like, oh, okay, like something is not connecting right. Because mm-hmm. there's no reason anyone needs 18 hours of sleep. And remember last week when I brought up sleep cycles? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, here we go again. Basically, <laughs> whenever you close your eyes, there should be about an hour of time before your REM cycle starts. And for all the beans, can you guys tell me what REM means? Rapid eye movement. Hey, hey. hey. Take a drink. <laughs> I will also. I think you guys remember. 
<laughs> anyway, this is the stage where you dream. And people who suffer with narcolepsy, they're going to fall asleep pretty fast. And then within five minutes, they're going to jump into REM sleep. Whoa. Like, and that's, yeah, within wow. minutes of falling asleep. Not the norm. And this means that these individuals, they're going to have very, very, very vivid dreams even during naps. Hmm. At this point in my research, I am 100% sure I have narcolepsy. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, so I'm sitting here being like, wait a minute, I fall asleep really fast. Like, mm. <laughs> Every time I research one of these things, I'm always calling uh, my fiance like, hey, do you think I have narcolepsy? Like, hey, do you think I have dissociative identity disorder? Like, <laughs> I don't. And I was like, how do we know? What if I'm just in a fugue state right now? I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Hence why I only have a bachelor's. If I had a master's or a doctorate, I don't think I don't think I could do it. Okay, so let's talk about the cataplexy part. And cataplexy, kind of think of like catatonic, like things don't move. Okay. And Jesus, this joke is terrible. I was like, nothing to do with animals. They are episodes of muscle <laughs> weakness. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I will start doing my notes in the afternoon, not at night. So basically, it's episodes of muscle weakness that is triggered by a strong emotion. And do you guys want to guess what the two most common types of positive, positive emotional triggers are? Positive emotional triggers. Yes, because they don't just happen okay. bad times. They happen at good. So name two. The two most common. Like physical? Mm-hmm. Um, hugging? Okay. Endorphins? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I was going to say maybe sex or I don't know. Get your mind out of the gutter, okay? I worded it like that to bait you, but get out. Oh. No. <laughs> Drink up, bitches. Um, <laughs> laughing at a joke or like hey. winning a game. Even one about a cat. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what do you call things? Anyway, sorry. No, 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 so, yeah, so laughing at a joke or winning a game, and it also can happen, like, with intense anger, being annoyed. It just, it's terrible because the weakness is usually isolated to the neck and face. But, like, imagine your neck is really heavy, and then you suddenly you're very aware. Or, sorry. Like, imagine, like, you're standing there, and, like, your neck gives out. Or, like, it almost looks like a stroke with some people. Like, their lips can go down. Oh, my God. Or, yeah, you can also... um like lose feeling in your knees, like your vision can get blurry. This is what happens with intense emotion, like whenever you're having a good time. So this to me is like the worst part, but. I am not yes. a calm individual. I would be not good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I just I can't imagine. Like imagine being sorority recruitment. We all had to have like these big smiles all day. Like, yeah. Oh, oh no. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So this can even cause full body weakness. Not full body chills, full body weakness. So a person can slump to the ground and not be able to move for like seconds to several minutes, but they're still awake. And they don't like just pass out and faint like it's not like the dogs. It is kind of a slumping, but it still has a major impact on their lives. Like physically, they could get hurt as they go down or they could be driving when this happens. Mm -hmm. They can't do anything. And then psychologically, because when is this going to happen? It's going to cause anxiety about having a cataplexy having cataplexy in public mm -hmm. this may lead them to avoid environments that could cause an episode <laughs> and remember it it's caused by strong positive emotion and negative but they could avoid parties or weddings or just things they can't do because they might enjoy themselves too much what yeah the hell? So, i yeah. hate that 
I like the angry one because you'd win every argument, but the second <laughs> so You Imagine get the last like, word. <laughs> you didn't do the dishes. Well. Yep. <laughs> well, I can't. <laughs> so if you go, just step away from that and go back to sleep for a minute. Narcoleptic individuals, they may also have those hallucinations around sleep. And this includes any of the scary ones I talked about last week. So visual, tactile, auditory, like you name it, they can see it. And again, just like last week, I have to say these words again, hallucinations, hallucinations, as someone is falling asleep, it's called hypnagogic. And as they are waking up, it's hypnopompic. So this is also where sleep paralysis or the complete inability to move during a wakeful moment of sleep comes into play also. And like I was saying earlier, it kind of makes sense why they're so close together, like paired together, because like different sleep cycles and the vivid dreams caused by narcolepsy, along with hallucinations, you can see how that'd make for a fun night of waking up. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And then the last one is that fragmented sleep. So they may wake up several times throughout the night and it'll take them 10 to 15 minutes to fall asleep again. Yet again, I think I have narcolepsy. (laughs) Like, I sleep in my Fitbit, and it'll tell me um, I wake up several times in a night. Sometimes I remember. Sometimes I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I took the test online. I don't have it, but I think I do. Okay. <laughs> so, so far, narcolepsy, it seems pretty cut and dry, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not. Only a small minority of, of sufferers <laughs> will have all five symptoms of narcolepsy, which makes it very mm-hmm. difficult to distinguish distinguish narcolepsy from other disorders that can cause sleepiness. So a lot Mm -hmm. of symptoms, they can mirror depression, anxiety, ADD, you name it, because you're not going to have all five. Well, if you do, it's like I said, very, very small. So it can take years to get this diagnosed correctly and get you on a treatment plan. Mm -hmm. And then I was going, oh, sorry, I don't mean to cut in. I have had problems with like sleepiness before like I'd be at work and it would hit a certain time where I'd always just feel like drained and Mm -hmm. I didn't know what was going on but of course when you google your symptoms you get like hundreds of thousands of things that are wrong with you so I think it was something probably like with my diet or whatever like I was eating something that was affecting my body and making me more tired Mm -hmm. it could be something else that I have no idea I haven't felt as sleepy anymore but for a while it would always hit around like after lunch. Yeah, hmm. and it was getting bad. I think not that I would, would ever just like fall asleep at work, but it sounds like a chupacabra gave you narcolepsy. So <laughs> I think so. Maybe look into that at a witch doctor. <laughs> I will. Yeah, Aaron, yeah I'm there's... going later today. Oh, cool. I already scheduled my appointment. Okay. Just glue up. <laughs> I'm well, trying. Morgan? Yeah. Hmm? I said. I thought what? you said something. I said glue up, Aaron. Oh, okay. I couldn't hear you over my own cackle. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> it's all right. So, yeah, like just like you, though, that could have a million reasons for why you feel yes. sleepy. And these poor people, the same thing. Like I was watching this video and it was a girl who was 16 maybe because it does happen from 10 to 25. And she's being picked up from camp. But like she was just sleeping all the time and they couldn't figure out why. Because mm-hmm. at some point you're like, okay, well, she's in her teenage years. They do sleep a lot. Like. They can be known for being a little lazy. So, yeah, you never know. Like, is it normal? Is it not normal? If it's not normal, it could still be, like, 50 things. Yeah. So yeah, takes- and depending on where you go, I'm sure different doctors will give different, um, 
you know, diagnoses mm-hmm. on what it is. One might but, say it's this while another says it's a different one. So. Well, yeah. And like, think about the age that they are. They're like 15 to whatever or 10 to 25. Yeah, yeah. So that could also just be hormones. Like you don't. don't mm-hmm. So many things. Yeah. You wouldn't immediately yeah. jump on narcolepsy. I was going to say like, mm-hmm. it's as scary as it is, like when you, when you said the age group, I kind of was like, Oh, like 10, that's mm-hmm. so young. But at the same yeah. time, it's almost like, I, it's sad to say, but it's almost better to get those symptoms when you're that young so that you can hopefully be diagnosed faster. Like mm-hmm. I you could like, I, if I can't imagine just like struggling with that starting at like 20 and then having yeah. to suffer through it and like really not know what's going on. Ugh, scary. Yeah. And so I said it's hard to be diagnosed, but to even do that, you have to go to a sleep specialist who would run one to two tests on you. One is called the poly polysomnography. Mm-hmm. I, I practice this polysomnography. Yes. This is why I can't be a doctor as well. Their tests are hard to say. <laughs> or a multiple sleep latency test. That one I like. Mm-hmm. And they're both sleep studies with like, I think it's EEG, like wires mm-hmm. attached to you so they can watch your brain as you sleep to see like how many REM cycles do you have? How fast do you like fall asleep, fall asleep? Um, and they also do it for naps. Like it normally is like a 24-hour thing. Like you're there for overnight and then they want you to take naps throughout the day. Wow. Um, so yeah, I'm giving you the most simplified explanations of why I don't want a science. It's just, it's difficult to find. It's difficult to diagnose. And then because why not? There is no cure for narcolepsy. And Woo. if you're a sufferer, yeah, they may prescribe you stimulants or antidepressants to help you manage the symptoms. But there's also, like, not the same treatment plan for everyone. It kind of depends on your symptoms yeah. and, like, your genetic makeup. So it might be a long road. I'm sorry. But it's not as cute as the animals. Mm. Um, and I did watch this YouTube video. That was the Harvard one. Because I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I am not. I went to a public school um, where scientists were trying to recreate theorexin in labs, meaning someone with narcolepsy could just give themselves a dose of that and be functioning. So they compared it to a diabetic getting a shot of insulin, which would be super cool. That's really cool. Yeah. And if anyone's going to make it, I would trust Harvard to make it. So in conclusion, if you notice that your teenager is sleeping more than usual, visit the website morethantired.com. And that could also be not just your teenager, but anyone, um, they have a questionnaire on narcolepsy and there's also a physician finder. I oh. took it and I, since I don't have narcolepsy, go me. <laughs> I'm just a very overactive imagination. And narcolepsy, it's come a long way. It was originally brought up in a paper in the 1800s, but most research didn't happen on it until the 1970s. So it's relatively new. Um, hence why we don't have a cure or anything like that, but they are trying so as a society, can we maybe just make a promise that when someone around you has narcolepsy, you just help them? It's not that funny. Like, they can't always control their yawns or the amount of sleep they need, nor can they control the cataplexy. And I watched this documentary of a woman who had suffered with narcolepsy for 30 years. And she said she had this huge Mexican heritage family, and they're always making jokes and being funny. Aww. So she would have – well, yeah. She's like, I would avoid them. Like, it made me be so strained from my cousins because I didn't want to be in the same room. I missed holidays and big events because she was scared of the cataplexy after laughing too much or having a good time. Yeah. Like, yeah. So hers was her vision would go blurry and like she would lose, um, (gasps) like her head would dip down and she couldn't use her arms or her knees. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's like, it's a big deal. Yes. That's a lot. It is. Like not all at once. It would be one of those. But 
These are real people and there's a lot of them. It affects one in 2,000 Americans. So be good to yourselves and be good to everyone around you because they can't help it. That is narcolepsy. Thanks for sharing that. I didn't know Mm -mm. a lot about that at all. I really thought it was that funny thing like with the animals. I guess I just glossed over it in school until I was reading like why do they pair it so closely with sleep paralysis. Mm -hmm. And then it was like Pandora's box. Yeah. I know. So it's great. Yeah. Thank you. But the dogs are cute and funny. But Yeah. (laughs) But the Erexin thing would be cool if they can get that figured out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And like, I know that there's, I don't know the name of it, but I was watching some like YouTube video, I think, or maybe it was like a Snapchat video. Mm-hmm. I love, I love watching videos about like, it says like, shake my beauty or like all those like little things where it's like someone has like, just as like living a different, not quote normal mm-hmm. life. Like they either yeah. have, you know, just different type of genetic diseases or mm-hmm. anything like that. And I love watching those. And one of them was a really young, lively girl who had, I don't know if it was exactly narcolepsy, but it was like a branch of it, I believe where, mm-hmm. she, it, you know, she had all the symptoms you described and she didn't, like you said, she didn't get diagnosed until she was like 20 and now she's like she I think she says she takes medicine but also she is able to have a life like she figured out a pattern that works for her so she mm-hmm. goes mm-hmm. and does she actually to combat her issues she teaches an exercise class because okay. like being so physical cool. kind of like distracts her mind from feeling tired I don't think she has like the cat what do you say what is it called Cata- cataplexy cataplexy i don't think she has mm-hmm. that um but she would like you know get up like do her workout class and then she like knows okay after i take my after doing my workout class i go and i set my alarm and i take a nap in the back of the classroom and then i can yeah. go home so it's just really interesting well some people like the the 15 year old girl i watched she said she would um get cataplexy like during like physical activities also like because oh. like your endorphins are going like you're like having a good time and she's like and then it would make stuff kind of like give out but oh she found a lot of happiness after they finally were like, yeah, you have narcolepsy. And she's like, well, at least it's not just like me being weird. Like I know it's a real issue and like now I can start treating it. So yeah, yes. put a name to it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes that helps. Call the demon by its yes. name. Yes. Bathsheba. <laughs> <laughs> From the Conjuring. Uh, okay. <laughs> good God. Anyway, I love that movie. Um, but yeah, that's all I had. Miss Aaron, it is your turn. Okay, are you guys ready for a killer story today? <laughs> but um, bum, <laughs> we need that sound in there. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm really, All right. I'm writing I, down Aaron's killer story. It is a long one. One I have never heard about, but maybe you guys have. Um, my source is real quick. I used a Rolling Stone article by Nathaniel Rich. Um, I used... A whole bunch of information from there. It's a great article. I will link it in the show notes. I used a New York Times article by Katrine Einhorn. <laughs> I used a Ranker.com article by Marielle Loveland. A CBS 12 news article by Aaron Mick Macpherson, excuse me. And then I listened to Mor- Morbid, excuse me, episode 36. You guys ready? Uh, yes. I'm trying to think because I've listened to Morbid I as well. And I'm like, hmm... I don't like your face, but yeah, give it to me. You can't see All it. It's right. not Aaron's normal face. She has a tongue out and she's doing this weird like, <laughs> like Billy Madison laugh. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. <laughs> On the week of July 11th, 2011, 
17-year-old Tyler Hadley had been telling his friends that he planned on having a party at his parents' Port St. Lucie, Florida home that weekend. None of his friends believed him, though, because Tyler had never thrown a house party before. (laughs) So they were like, no, you're not. This is total BS. (laughs) Friends and classmates described Tyler as tall, skinny, quiet, and introverted. But at times, he would make unexpected, meaningless outbursts in class and laugh at his own jokes. They described his parents, Blake and Mary Jo Hadley, as being fairly strict. Rolling Stone reported that the Hadleys had become increasingly strict with Tyler recently after he got in trouble with the law, which resulted in being on house arrest for two weeks and his car and cell phone being confiscated. His friends couldn't imagine his parents giving Tyler the okay to throw a party at their house. (laughs) At 11.25 a.m. on Saturday, July 16th, Antonio Ramirez, Tyler's friend, messaged him on Facebook and asked what he was doing that night. Tyler told Antonio that he was trying to throw a party, and Antonio asked if his parents were home. Tyler responded, nope, well, they're leaving soon. At 1.15 p.m., Tyler posted, party at my crib tonight, dot, 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 maybe. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which is very convincing. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think you probably need a clear start time there, bud. Mm -hmm. So obviously that post didn't get the attention it thought he thought it would. So he made another Facebook post at 8.15 p.m. that said, party at my house, hit me up. A lot of his friends. should have been posted at noon to let people know they can lie to their parents and think of a good story so they can go to their house party. Yeah, you can't make yeah. a good excuse when it's already 8 o'clock. Jeez. No, what? Well, I didn't put this in my notes, but apparently Port St. Lucie, there's nothing to do there. Like, if you're a teenager. Like, people throw parties all the time, house parties, because that's all they can do. They have, like, one, like, arcade area that they can oh. go to, and that's it. Damn. Look alive. Yeah. So, in the Rolling Stone article, a lot of kids that were interviewed were like, there's nothing to do. It's so boring. So, yeah, that could that could be it. They probably saw this at 815 and were like, yeah, totally. (laughs) I'm down. Fair enough. I have no plans. I've hung out in Walmart parking lots before because I was so bored. So, yeah. 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 All right. All right. I hear you. Mm -hmm. A lot of Tyler's friends still couldn't believe that he was throwing a party, though. One friend, Ashley Hayes, messaged Tyler. Whoa. In all caps. (laughs) What? What? If your parents come home. Tyler responded back, they won't trust me. Before the party started, I don't like Tyler. This up. <laughs> I, I'm mad at myself that I just squealed like a pig, literally. But oh no, I, I don't remember this story, but I know it's gonna happen. <laughs> he must have booked them tickets to a really nice vacation. You go, Tyler. The, he thought they were the keenest parents. <sighs> Mm-hmm. <gasps> he must have been sweet on them. <laughs> <laughs> Before his party started, he went to an ATM, took out $5,000, and picked up some friends on the way back to his house, where he just pretentiously showed them all the money he had. What? Cute. I'm saying, was he getting money for ho- our sex workers? What is he doing? I don't know. I found uh, Morbid mentioned that, and then I found it in a separate article. So, in mm-hmm. on Wikipedia. Mike Young. Oh, go ahead, Sarah. I cut no, you no. off. I'm just laughing because, what like, what's the point of having money out if you're not going to use anything with it? He didn't even, like, hit up Probably the for store. beer. Okay. Say, okay. But you're still 
not old enough to buy booze. True. Yes. Sorry. Continue. Yes. Yes. You're correct. Mike Yun, a classmate of Tyler's, arrived at his house around 11.30 p.m., which that almost just reminds me of frat parties. Like, I don't think, besides frat parties, I don't think I would show up that late at all. That's time for bed for me. Oh, yeah. That's bedtime. They're also, what, like 17? They can probably stay up later than we can now. Probably. Back in my back in those days. <laughs> <laughs> we were in bed by eleven thirty PM. <laughs> we had to wake up at five to pick pick our garden. To go milk the goats. <laughs> Bring it around. <laughs> Don't be a sorry, goat sucker. I'm so sorry. I had to. Yeah, eleven thirty is late. Yeah. And they got curfews? I apparently not. Not in Port St. Lucie. There are no curfews. And Mike showed up with about 10 friends. When Tyler answered the door, he noticed that Tyler's eyes were large, his pupils were dilated, and he nervously rubbed his hands together and clenched his fists. Mike figured that Tyler had taken drugs, which didn't surprise him at all since Tyler hung out with the, quote, stoner pill popper crowd at Port St. Lucie (laughs) High School. Who? There were around 60 kids at the party at that time, many of them Tyler didn't even know. And Whoa. Rolling Stones, yeah, Rolling Stones Wait. description. Yes, go ahead. How many people? 60? 60 at the moment. A lot of them didn't go to Port St. Lucie High okay. School. They're just there. Thank you. Had heard about it. Yeah. The Rolling Stones description of the party, again, reminded me of a frat party or just a party scene you would see in a movie because apparently the house by the end of this was just destroyed and trashed. Is this Kids- Project X? Like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that movie. <laughs> such a such a banger. It's <laughs> a good one. Kids were hanging on the furniture, playing beer pong on the dining table. But come on. Who hasn't done that, though? Taking- That's what they're for. <laughs> Mm -hmm. taking food from the kitchen, throwing empty beer cans in the yard, and putting out cigarettes on the rug, kitchen counters, and walls. This, along with shattered beer bottles that had slipped out of drunk kids' hands, left the Hadley home trashed, and Tyler didn't seem to care about it. He actually seemed more worried about the noise than the mess he would have to clean up later. He told the kids that they needed to be quiet, or else the neighbors would call the police to complain, He had originally told everyone at one point to go outside and smoke, but then Mm -hmm. he changed his mind, stating, quote, actually, just stay in the house. You can smoke inside. I don't care. End quote. Does he think he can just clean everything up? Because some of this is like, you can't fix it. You can't fix cigarette burns on a wall and a carpet. Yeah. Like in the Rolling Stone article at the beginning, he was like, well, this is my parents' house. No one can smoke in here. But then he like quickly changes his mind. So- Red flag. Red Mm -hmm. flag. Oh, I was thinking it would, well, okay. To me, it made sense because, like, okay, well, if you're really worried your neighbor's going to call the cops, like, you probably want everyone inside. Muffle the noise. Yeah, because I'll be loud No, that's true. Oh, yeah. No. I say that's true. But there's also 60 freaking people at this place. It's insane. I have (laughs) enough cheese and crackers for eight, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because no one told me about this party until 8 p.m. So what am I supposed to do? Ex- mm-hmm. They were unprepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike remembered sitting on the couch talking to some girls when a skater kid, who he thought may have been Tyler's friend, told him, quote, I smell dead people, end quote. <gasps> and then Mike responded, quote, what? what's that supposed to mean? 
end quote. And the kid answered, quote, oh, I don't know. Some people are smoking. That's all, quote. So I guess the kid, the skater kid was like, oh, some people are just smoking weed. And that's what I smell. I smell dead people. That's a pretty uh, bold statement. I'm putting mm-hmm. that on a sticker. Get out of the house <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. What? Mm-hmm. I- okay. And another teenager <laughs> at the, the party. <laughs> oh, goodness. I don't just see dead people. I smell dead people. I smell I them. dead people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's just so like, I weird. Yeah. So After I heard that, I'm leaving. What? Yeah. No. <laughs> and oh, another Jesus. kid who was at the beer pond table heard someone say, quote, oh, he killed his parents, end quote. Everyone laughed at the comment and continued to watch the beer pond games. And what? next, <laughs> next Was to, it a real well, joke? That's what everyone was thinking because apparently, and I'll get into this more near the end, but Tyler kind of mentioned killing his parents to people or saying something so along those lines but no one believed it so they all thought it was a big joke and (laughs) also next to the beer pond table was a family computer and kids were using it and taking turns playing songs on youtube throughout the night the white keyboard was described as filthy and sticky with a dried brownish liquid on it but no one at the party looked too closely or questioned what it was, I guess. Ew. Isn't that disgusting? Ew. Yes, but I kind of understand why they didn't. Because think of what they're doing to that house. I would have just assumed someone spilled drink on it. Oh, and all of these kids of age and underage, I mean, they were smoking and drinking and they had a lot of Man, I don't stuff care. and substances in their system. It's the hindsight of knowing what that is that, uh, okay. Well, they're probably yes, not the hindsight like, now. <laughs> yeah. Crime people. Like, we would go in and be like, is that blood? Is that a dead body? Yeah. Are we not yep. are we ignoring this? They're mm-hmm. probably like, dude, just chill out, man. We're having a great time. Oh, it's a cool song in 2011. Do you want to play my humps? Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fools. God bless. God Fools. Bless the black eyed peas. Oh, R.I.P. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Or the Black Eyed Keys. Because uh, uh. it's a keyboard. Okay. Cut that out. That was stupid. Oh, <laughs> no, leave. no, leave it. Please. Please no. leave it. Yes. No. <laughs> no. He's Go wear it. it. <laughs> God. <laughs> I hate that you have so much sway. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Throughout the night, people asked Tyler where his parents were, and he gave very different explanations each time he told one friend that his parent went to georgia but then he told someone else that they were in orlando he even told someone that his parents didn't live in the house anymore and that it was his house makes sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. by midnight there were over a hundred people and two dogs in the hadley house which (laughs) the dogs part is just so sad because why would you bring your dogs to a party And one of the dogs, a beagle named Sophie, ended up hiding under the bed in Tyler's older brother, Ryan's room. And Ryan um, wasn't there. He had moved to North Carolina for college six weeks ago. Mm. So he had no idea this was even happening. While um, the other dog hid in a shower. So they were just hiding. That's fucking so sad. 
Yeah. Yeah. Even if dogs like people, that's too many people. That's, yeah. Too much. They can't get to all of them. Mm-hmm. And Ryan's room had also been destroyed by that point, too. Oh. There was just crap everywhere. Around 12.30 a.m., Tyler asked Mark Andrews and his girlfriend, Ashley Gershman, to drive him to a gas station so he could buy more beer for the party. Mark was 21, so he went inside to grab the beer. While Tyler and Ashley waited for Mark to return, Tyler told Ashley that his father had died. And Ashley didn't know Tyler very well, so she didn't really question him about his comment, assuming that, oh, his father passed away a while ago. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> i don't think that's the case Ew. unless a while ago is relative um <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> very very relative anthony snook a classmate of tyler's arrived at his house around twelve forty-five a.m where he witnessed kids selling pills and weed He quickly noticed how calm Tyler was, even though the party seemed to be getting out of control. Sometime after Anthony's arrival, a boy took his shirt off, ran outside screaming, and returned to the Hadley's house holding a neighbor's mailbox over his head. (laughs) He spun it around in the living room while holding, uh, excuse me, spun around while holding the mailbox over his head. And (laughs) he was knocking over beer bottles and just making a ton of noise. So Tyler was pretty furious and started yelling at him, telling him to return the mailbox because the police could come and arrest him for committing a felony. Mm -hmm. Someone did end up taking the mailbox and returning it to the neighbor's lawn. Anthony also noticed that the master bedroom upstairs was closed. So I guess at some point he went upstairs. I have no idea how everyone was situated during this party. And he thought that people were getting high Again, I guess because of the smell, people were getting high in there, and he tried to open the door, but it was locked. He recalled seeing a black oil-like substance about a foot long beneath the door, and it appeared as if someone had attempted had attempted to wipe it away unsuccessfully. No. The signs are there. <laughs> that it's a fun-ass party. Yeah. Party of the year. It's about to be very memorable, I have a feeling. A collegiate soccer player who asked for his name to be withheld in the Rolling Stone article arrived at Tyler's house at 1.15 a.m. Again, there has got to be nothing going on for someone to arrive at a party at 1 a.m. I'm in my REM sleep at that point. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> my mom would not have let me out of the house. Yeah. And I'm sorry. This guy's even, also in college, though, so he can do whatever college, he wants. college, Sarah, would have been like, mm, no. Where are you going? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, one at 1 a.m. in the morning, I am ready for bed. Like, yeah. I am coming home, and I have been ready to be home for an hour. Yep. These kids are just a different breed. <laughs> I could not. I'm <laughs> fun until it. about midnight, and then Grandma Sarah's like, all right, give me some water. It's time for you bed. Know, you know what they mm-hmm. say. Nothing good happens after midnight. I'm just... Mm-mm. You might smell some dead people. Come <laughs> 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 on. <laughs> Okay, 1.30. <laughs> right as the guy walked in, he instantly smelled what he described as, quote, sweaty clothes that had been sitting around too long, end quote. Ew. Granted, I'm sure there are so many smells in that house anyway. A hundred plus people all together in a little house. Oh, it's a I'm little sure it was, house? I don't know. It might not be little, but I'm sure it was 
disgusting. Well, because now that I said Project X, I keep imagining that house. Oh, like, I'm, spacious I'm, I'm enough. imagining a ma- like a mansion. Oh, yeah. it was not a mansion. Like swinging no. on oh, chandeliers. Shit. Okay. No, oh, this no. is not a mansion. It's just like a two-story house. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Yeah. The guy also described how filthy the house was. The white floor tiles were grimy. Picture frames were crooked or had fallen off of the walls. Dishes were covered with food kids had made throughout the night and were placed haphazardly in the kitchen. And so he's taking this all in, right? So he asked Tyler if there were any house rules. And Tyler replied, quote, just do whatever you want, end quote. Doesn't seem like there are any rules at all. At one point during the party, the college kid was playing a game of beer pong when the ball bounced to the floor, rolled under the table, and only stopped when it landed in a sticky brown substance. He didn't think much about it and washed the ball off in the sink before resuming his game. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Also, around 1 a.m., a few people started to leave the party. When Mark Andrews was heading out, Tyler stopped him and asked if they could speak privately. When they got outside, Tyler told everyone standing around to get back in the house. And once alone, Tyler told Mark, quote, dude, I did some things. I might go to prison. I might go away for life. I don't know, dude. I'm freaking out right now. End quote. End quote. Mark was just baffled and had no idea what Tyler was talking about. So Tyler explained, quote, dude, I know you're not going to believe me. No one will believe me. I freaking killed somebody. End quote. And Mark had the best response ever. <laughs> he said, quote, dude, you killing somebody is your own business. Don't be telling me that sort of thing. I don't need to know. End quote. I could just yes. imagine him like hands over his ears like, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> don't tell me anything la, else. La, 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 la. <laughs> I was like, that's the best response. <laughs> oh, my God. I am not well right now. Okay. Okay. Whew. He... Tyler also gave cryptic goodbyes to Ricardo Acevedo, an 18-year-old that met Tyler that night, and 20-year-old Kimberly Theban, who was close friends with Tyler and lived two houses down the street. Ricardo mm-hmm. thanked Tyler for having him over, and Tyler responded, quote, I just wanted to do something fun before I left, end quote. So Ricardo <gasps> asked him where he was going, and Tyler told him that he was going to kill himself because he did something bad. Ricardo asked him what he did and told him that it couldn't be bad enough to kill himself over. And Tyler replied, quote, don't worry. If I get caught, I'll be in jail a long time, end quote. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Kimberly was in Tyler's bedroom where he said that he would be going away for 60 years. And Kimberly asked why, but Tyler didn't give her an answer. He just told her that she would find out tomorrow. So he was just being very cryptic. However, Tyler was not as obscure with his friend, Michael Mandel. (laughs) They had been close friends since they were eight years old, and they had hung out together quite a bit that night during the party. Tyler asked Michael to walk outside with him so they could speak privately. Once they reached the stop sign at the end of the block, Tyler blurted out, quote, I killed my parents, end quote. (laughs) So Michael thought Tyler was just putting on an act making a bad joke so he didn't believe him tyler replied quote michael i'm being real i'm not lying to you if you look closely enough you can see signs end quote and he told him to mm -hmm. and he told him to look in the driveway michael noticed a black toyota tacoma truck and a red ford expedition parked closest to the garage 
The truck belonged to Tyler's father and the expedition to his mother. If what Tyler had been saying to kids earlier, about his parents being out of town, were true, then why would their cars still be in the driveway? Michael still didn't entirely believe Tyler, so Tyler told him to look inside the garage. Michael went in, turned on the light, and spotted a bloody shoe print. But Michael still was like, no, 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 I don't, mm-mm, I don't believe you, Tyler. So after leaving the garage, Tyler took Michael to the master bedroom <gasps> where a gruesome scene awaited him. Tyler opened the door, which had traces of blood on it, and Michael looked into the room where he saw dining room chairs and towels soaked with blood all stacked in a pile. And at the bottom of the pile, he saw Blake Hadley's leg sticking out. <gasps> Yeah. So at that point, yes, Sarah. And cue the circus music. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) We had to take a a little break. (laughs) No, you're not. (laughs) I I flail my arms a lot. That's what you need to know. Like imagine Phoebe Buffet running. That is me every day. And so I put my clunking elbows down right on the wires of my microphone and cause some difficulty. Apologies. <laughs> and you were about to say, like, no, I don't I don't want to speak anymore. I'm just gonna be silent the entire time. And I'm like, and no, I need like, Sarah's uh, commentary. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like maybe it'll be a nice break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> just kidding. Y'all ain't that lucky. <laughs> so, so cue circus music. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Wes find it. Put it in. Do it. So getting back into this crazy party. Tyler has shown Michael to the master bedroom. He sees that gruesome scene. And Tyler ends up confessing everything to Michael, describing how he killed his parents that afternoon before throwing the party. Jesus. Mm -hmm. A little before 5 p.m., Tyler hid his parents' cell phones and apparently listened to the song Feel Lucky by a little boozy, no (laughs) idea who that is, as a way to, like, psych himself up. He took three ecstasy pills because if he was sober, he didn't think he would be able to go through with his plan. He grabbed a claw hammer from the garage and walked back into the house where he found his mom, Mary Jo, working at the computer. Rolling Stone reported that Tyler allegedly stood behind his mother for a full five minutes contemplating what he was going to do until he finally struck his mother on the head with the hammer. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mary Jo began to scream why, which alerted Blake, who ran out of the master bedroom. Blake was obviously shocked by the scene he found. His last words to Tyler were why, and Tyler replied, quote, why the fuck not, end quote. Apparently, he he was repeating this question over and over as he began to beat his father to death with the hammer. And while telling this specific part to Michael, Tyler apparently, like, pantomimed swinging a hammer up and down. I guess to get his point across. I don't... Tyler... All the girl party? I don't understand. Yeah. it. We'll get to that at the end. Oh, my God. Then wrapped towels around his parents' heads and dragged them into the master bedroom where he laid their bodies side by side, face down, with the hammer between them. It took him three hours to clean up the blood, and he threw everything he thought would be incriminating evidence into the master bedroom on top of his parents' bodies. So there were broken dishes, 
glass, bloody towels and pillowcases, a sponge mop, Clorox wipes, books, chairs, and a canister of coffee grounds that were all tossed onto the pile. My God. And he told Michael that afterwards he took a shower, stared at his reflection in the mirror, and laughed. Oh. Messed up. <laughs> I had a good chuckle to myself after I brutally spoke to my parents. I didn't even yell back at my parents. This is like unfathomable that someone's like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do what he just did. I'm not even gonna say it. What he just and did. He, it's not like he was treated bad. Okay, your parents are strict and they took away your cell phone and your car because you got in trouble with the law, which the I will law. get to into more specifics. So mm. it didn't seem like you had a hard life, bud. <laughs> what? I'm not. I'm not. Is he a sociopath? Like what? I'm not okay. I'm, not. I'm confused. It's, yeah. Mar- uh, Max Mazer, a friend of Tyler's, recalled seeing Michael rush out of the master bedroom, slamming the door behind him and looking over both of his shoulders. Even after witnessing the crime scene and listening to Tyler's accounts of the murders, Michael ended up staying at the party for at least 45 minutes. What? Like, I know you just killed the parents, man, but like this, this is a rager, bro. Like, I can't just, I can't just leave. And I'm do a cake stand. I'm up next. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to send you guys. I'm going to send you guys a picture real quick. What? Um, so Michael and Tyler ended up taking a selfie at the par- party, <gasps> which has become like a very infamous picture of this case. So, so Tyler is on the right holding an orange cup. Uh, Michael is on the left. Okay. And just kind of look at it. Tell me your thoughts. <laughs> Whoa. It's so creepy. Yeah, it looks look- like they're having a banging good time. Look yeah, and so great thug faces. They don't. Yeah, well. and a lot of people really focus on Tyler's face and his expression because I mean, it from both extremes. Some people say he looks, you know, really freakishly calm, while others say he looks scared and frightened. Which I, I don't know. I and Tyler's the one in black on the right. Yes, holding the cup. Okay. I mean, holding to be ch- honest, like it just looks like they're just trying to look like tough yeah Yeah. Uh uh-huh and also i'm sorry michael looks like he's 14 like yeah oh my god Mm -hmm. michael freaky yes right it's ooh. michael did explain to abc news why he didn't immediately leave the party saying quote if you were in my shoes and that guy was your best friend you wouldn't want to leave right away i know how heinous and sick this is you know what he did but you wouldn't have ran away because you're comfortable with this guy. You don't see him as a killer, end quote. And you know what? I kind whatever. I kind of get that in the moment, like trying to take everything in that he just showed you, Michael. I hope you receive therapy after that because that's insane. But and you're a great friend. Yeah. <laughs> if your first thought is like, okay, let's figure this out, like, whoa, whoa. The ending, like what you said with with like the end of that quote, Aaron was like, you didn't see him as a killer. Okay, let's let's take the other side of that though. You may not have like seen him as a killer, but you literally saw the saw, dead bodies. Yeah. Like I uh, But maybe he also I don't know. If I would have ever seen something like that, I'm sure there's a lot of emotions going on, but if I were to call the police afterwards, maybe I wouldn't want to act like holy shit, holy shit. I'm getting out of here. Uh, and alert him to it too. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I fair. think mine that's would be fair. more like on a fear side than a no offense, like I care about you, so I'd be more like, 
we're gonna play yeah. cool because yeah. I like living. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. don't look at me on my calls. I'm about to make nine one one's my mom's number. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I need a ride. Yeah, mom, oh, can you pick Lord. me up. People are drinking. <laughs> oh, around two a.m. More people started to leave Tyler's party after hearing that there was another house party going on. So I'm done. Oh my god. Yeah. There's a reason I was raised in Pacific, Missouri, and not wherever this party town is. Yeah, really. Kids tossed their unfinished drinks onto the lawn and ran to their cars, slamming their doors, revving their engines, blasting music, and taking off for the next party. So apparently, 14 cars headed to the house they were told the party was at, only to find out that someone had started a rumor. Once they got to their destination, there were no lights on, and the house was locked up for the night. And a girl who lived in the house just came out of, the, came out of it wearing pajama, pajamas, and she was like, yeah, no, guys, nothing's going on here. <laughs> Thanks for waking me up at 2 a.m. You know, it's like, I was having a really great time by myself in there. So if you could maybe get the fuck out. Just yeah. Please go back go. to that killer party. Yeah. <laughs> One of Tyler's neighbors, yeah. Rianne Wallace, heard the commotion outside and was fed up with the noise. And the fact that a few boys from the party had kind of trickled over to her lawn and started Jesus. peeking through her windows, which I'd be pissed oh. to get off of my property. Ew. We used to have neighbors that would call the cops. Like, my parents threw a party once. My parents threw a party, okay? Yeah. And we're talking, like, 12 people at my parents' house. So, very reasonable. But they were parking, like, our driveway wasn't that long, so they parked in the driveway and on the street. And mm-hmm. they called the cops because, like, um, you're on the street and that's too many cars. And my parents <gasps> were like, I'm sorry, we're adults and it's yeah. in front of our house. Like, oh what are you going to do? Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. To be fair, they only party till like 1130 at night. So it's not even. Yeah. Yeah. And this is 2 a.m. And finally, one of the neighbors is like, nope, I'm done. So Rianne called the Port St. Lucie Police Department. And within minutes, two police officers were knocking on the Hadley's front door. There were less than 20 kids still partying at the house. And Tyler told them to be quiet and to hide in his bedroom while he talked to the cops. Don't go in my parents' bedroom. Make sure it's it's the second door on the left, not not the third. Just the second, yeah. okay? Don't go farther. <laughs> Nothing for you back there. I didn't lock that fucking door. Oh, <laughs> the officers told Tyler they were informed of a noise complaint. Tyler talked to them for a few minutes, and then the cops left. So I guess they had a good conversation and thought the party was going to end. But that didn't happen. The party did not stop. Around 2.30 a.m., My God. the party started to pick back up. So kids who had left the party started to return to the house. And people really began to notice that Tyler was acting stranger and stranger. There were still people showing up to the party. And when they came in the house, he would quickly slam the door, look out the windows, and close the blinds. He also paced across the living room and was just fidgeting, constantly touching his hair, as David Garcia, a friend of Tyler's, was leaving, Tyler told him that he might be going away for a while. Garcia wasn't sure whether Tyler meant he was moving or going on vacation. And when Tyler didn't elaborate, Garcia asked if he was coming back. Tyler rep- replied, quote, I don't know because I'm thinking about killing myself, end quote. 
casual. Yeah. And I think Tyler had told this to Michael as well. So Michael took 10 Percocet pills that Tyler was planning on using to commit suicide and hid them in a hall closet before leaving the party. That's nice. Yes. He really is a good friend. Till the end. Pass him but also, yeah. Also, though, like, good job, Michael, because he needs to pay. He's not getting mm-hmm. out That's of this. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Tyler turned the lights off in the front of the house to avoid attracting attention. Someone witnessed Tyler making a sandwich in the dark around 3 a.m. before he left. And (laughs) at 4.40 a.m., Tyler posted on his Facebook page um, after people had left, party at my house again, hit me up. So he just wanted this party to go on and on. Who knows how long this party could have Is it because he wants on. to stay like inebriated and stuff so he doesn't sober up and realize like the gravity of what he's done? Or is he sober this whole time? Well, no, he took like ecstasy he, and stuff. Yeah, he took three ecstasy pills. I mean, he's been drinking. He's he's rolling and he does not want this party to end. But it would not go on, though, because by the time he made that post, police officers were already at Tyler's front door. After leaving the party, Michael had called the Crime Stoppers hotline and told them everything that Tyler had done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Make him pay. He Michael came through at the end. I'll give him that. <laughs> He's a at, good friend to him and to society. Right. <laughs> yeah. At 4.32 a.m., officers Adrian Zamoyski and Charles Green were dispatched to the Hadley residence. They ran the plates of the three cars in the driveway, which were registered to Tyler and his parents. As the officers walked up the driveway, they could hear someone talking inside the house at this point, again, like I said, all the other kids had left the party. No one else was there but Tyler. The officers peered through the window to find Tyler pacing back and forth in the living room, talking to himself with, quote, a very disturbing look on his face, end quote. In his report, Officer Green also noted that, quote, his eyes were very wide and he was not blinking, end quote. And he's talking off- to himself, he said? Yes, he's there by himself. He's just kind of mumbling talking to himself oh, and I was hoping he was doing like a mom voice in his own voice I'm sorry oh, oh no <laughs> if we're gonna be Chills. weird let's really get weird I don't want to the officers okay. did also witness Tyler grabbing stacks of books from the bookshelf and taking them to a back bedroom where he said something unintelligible and dumped them frantically on the floor he repeated this action two more times before the officers knocked on the door the lights in the house went off and then Hadley opened the door with his left hand placed behind his back. No. So thinking that Tyler may have a weapon, Officer Samoyski drew his gun and told Tyler to put his hands up. After complying, the officers checked Tyler for weapons, found none on him, and handcuffed him. So he was just being a douche. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. When asked if any adults were home, Tyler said no. The cops noted that his pupils were dilated and he was acting incoherent and annoyed. Tyler told Officer Green, quote, I know I am going to Rock Road, so just take me, end quote. So he was referring to the St. Lucie County Jail. Okay. The officers went into the house, leaving Tyler handcuffed on the driveway, screaming after them, telling him not to go in the house. The officers made note of the destroyed house and found one of the dogs... Locked in one of the closets. Oh, yeah, poor little guy. I know. I'm upset. Which means that someone left without their dog. Yeah, who are you? Yeah. 
Should um, not be a dog owner. I just want to say, I, I usually throw a big Christmas party, and if you wanted um, to bring your dog over and you wanted to leave it for me as a gift, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not in this instance, but like for Sarah's me though, funny, you can leave it. Finding the positive in all this. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your dogs. <laughs> well, on a complete side note, similar to that, my sister. Uh, her birthday was yesterday, at least at the time of this recording. And happy birthday, we, Megatron. <laughs> we have a neighbor who has a dog named Chico, which is a little black dog. And yeah. it just roams around the entire neighborhood. Like Chico what? gives no fucks. He does whatever he wants. <laughs> and he like came over to the party and my parents were trying to like get him out of our garage. And we were like, no, Chico can stay. And my sister's like, this is my present. Chico is mine now. <laughs> <laughs> The universe wants me to have him. Yes. Yeah. Eventually, he did leave, but... You go, Chico. Yes. Chico's so cute. <laughs> and so back to the story, the officers <laughs> did approach the master bedroom door and found it locked, noticing again the streaks of dried blood on the frame and baseboards. They forced the knob and entered the room where they found the bodies of Blake and Mary Jo Hadley. Mm. Mm-hmm. Blake and Mary Jo had moved to Port St. Lucie from Fort Lauderdale in order to be closer to Blake's retired parents. Even though Port St. Lucie suffered from the real estate crash, they were able to keep their jobs. Blake was a watch engineer at the St. Lucie nuclear power plant, while Mary Jo was an elementary school teacher. Cameron Adams, a friend of Tyler's, talked about Mary Jo to Rolling Stone. He said, quote, no matter who you were, even if she didn't like you, she would never give up on you, end quote. And she was also a lector at the St. Lucie Catholic Church, where she was supposed to have read at morning mass that morning when they were found, which is just oh. terrible. Oh, I don't like And that. so sad. Yeah. Nearly a thousand people attended their funeral service. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Wowie. The morning... After the party, Tyler's friends and other teenagers who had attended heard the news about Tyler's arrest. Many of them couldn't believe it, and his friends couldn't understand why he would murder his parents. Some teenagers did share their opinions, though, on why Tyler would have committed such a monstrous crime. Tyler had told some of his friends, including Michael, that his father had punched him in the face in the past, but Michael doesn't believe that this was the reason Tyler murdered his parents. Tyler also allegedly told a few friends that Blake wasn't his real dad, which this was revealed as a total fabrication during a police interview. Blake was his dad. He just hmm. made up a lie for whatever reason. And one teenager who in this Rolling Stone article who was at the party and stated that she didn't know Tyler very well had the audacity to tell Rolling Stone that it was the parents' fault and that they were to blame for putting Tyler under so much pressure and not letting him be himself. And I think other kids kind of blamed uh, the victims, too. Blamed the parents. What? But, um, yeah. Isn't that insane? Oh, so they were parenting you? Yeah. Oh. oh and they couldn't. Okay. Tyler just couldn't handle it. Oh. I get it. It's, you're right. He yeah. Too much pressure for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh. Definitely made him crack. I mean... <laughs> No, you should not pressure your kids so much, but also you are parents. So, and the pressure does not equate from what we from what you've said, Aaron. That pressure does not equate to any sort of punishment or backlash on the parent. That just sounds oh like yeah normal. Like, oi. 
Mm-hmm. I've never once thought about murdering my parents. I can say that yeah. proudly. And Correct. I got a lot of pressure and parenting. So, yeah. I have mm. very strict parents. And I'm And they're, fine. they're alive never, still? They're both yeah, your parents they're, and they're alive? You deal yep. with it. <laughs> okay, cool. Exactly. I'm just checking because now i got to check everybody's parents. We're all good. <laughs> yeah. We're all, we're all we're good. All good. <laughs> and I will kind of describe a little bit about Tyler's past and how. Please do. Yes. And how this wasn't just like a snapped situation. Because he sounds like something else is going on. Please do. I'm interested. I've okay. bitten. I've bitten in. Let's go. <laughs> Family, friends, and neighbors recall Tyler as being a happy child who was at times quiet and difficult to read. But once he entered high school, he started to demonstrate unpredictable, troubling behavior. One neighbor wouldn't let her son hang out with Tyler after she caught him smoking weed with other neighborhood boys near the River Park Wildlife Preserve and, afraid that they would start a fire, she confronted Mary Jo about it. Mary Jo told the neighbor that her son didn't smoke, but after hearing her neighbor say she witnessed Tyler smoking with other boys, Mary Jo just brushed it off. Two weeks later, Tyler and several other boys dragged an abandoned couch into a clearing doused it with gasoline, and set it, as well as the River Park Wildlife Preserve, on fire. <laughs> the <laughs> fire department had to be called, but the boys were left off, let off with a warning. What? So, <laughs> Oh, boys wow. will be boys. Right. <sighs> is what I'm sure they said. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ten weeks before his party, Tyler got into a physical altercation with a friend, and he was arrested and charged with aggravated battery. He had previously been convicted of burglary, which I really didn't find too much information about, but he was previously arrested. And since he had a juvenile record, he was sentenced to a week in the county jail, followed by two weeks of house arrest, which is what led to, you know, his phone getting taken away and his car getting taken away, which that is parenting. That is not pressure. Like that is, I mean, maybe it is pressure, but it, you, you did something really wrong. You beat up your friend and now people think you burglarize things. Like we got to get you to calm down. Mm -hmm. Yep. One month before the house party, Tyler came home, apparently plastered out of his mind one night after hanging out with his friend whose bed he peed on, might I add. We are no longer friends. (laughs) 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 And (laughs) Okay, maybe it depends on the situation, but I've never been that drunk before. That you know of, Aaron. I've cleaned up your urine many a times. Oh, stop. (laughs) (laughs) We have not. We have not. We call you Pee and Pete. That's how I know when you're drunk. (laughs) Petey Weenie. I've just held your hair back, Aaron. That's all. Yeah. No, I've never. You've never peed on me. Yet, <laughs> there's still <laughs> time, like New Orleans. Woo! So Tyler comes home plastered, and Mary Jo just had enough of his behavior, and she admitted him to a mental health clinic where he received mm. counseling daily. Since Tyler wasn't 18, she invoked the Baker Act, which, under Florida law, allows parents to commit their child to involuntary psychiatric treatment if it is determined that without intervention, the child will cause harm to himself or to others. Again, Mary Jo this seems did- like good parenting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it's kind of extreme to send someone to a psychiatric hospital or something, but like, if you physically can't figure it out and you can't help, I don't think there's any harm in being like, someone else, please, like, let me know what I can do. Like, how can we fix this? There yes. were a lot of paths that they could have taken, and it sounds like they're taking the best ones possible. They're taking mm-hmm. high roads. Yeah. Yeah. 
And Mary Jo... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Sarah. I was going to say, it's not like a 1960s asylum. Like, they... Like, now they're rehabilitated. Mm -hmm. Like, they want to help you and figure it out. Like, this is a good thing to do now. Yeah. And Mary Jo did suffer from depression, so she worried that Tyler might suffer from it as well. And Tyler had received counseling for depression, low self-esteem, and an eating disorder in the past. She honestly wasn't concerned about Tyler harming her, Blake, or other people. She was mainly scared that he would harm himself. So that was, yeah, her reasoning. And this is what... This is what stinks so much. Two weeks before the party, Mary Jo happily told friends that Tyler, quote, was over the hurdle, end quote, and he was making great improvements. Mm. He and may have been at the time. Or just yeah. acting like it. I don't know. Yeah. And even the weekend before the party, Tyler seemed to be doing well. He had traveled to see his grandparents with his father, and his grandfather told Rolling Stone, quote, I didn't see any indication that there were any problems between Tyler and his parents, end quote. So even like family members really weren't seeing it. They knew that he had, you know, these troubling behaviors, but nothing that, you know, would make them think that he would act out and kill his parents or anything like that. Yeah. So the most common theory going around was that Tyler was on drugs which obviously we do know for sure that he took ecstasy that afternoon. And in his drugged out state, he killed his parents. And Rolling Stone listed out a bunch of drugs his friends said he took consistently or had taken before. Tyler's friend, Marky Phillips, who didn't make the party since he was out of town that weekend, wrote in a statement that Tyler, quote, drank heavily and smoked pot and popped pills like a madman, end quote. However... None of the drugs listed in the article are known to induce violent behaviors, and other kids in the town were known for taking these same drugs, and I didn't hear about them committing violent acts, so. There you go. Mm -hmm. It's reefer madness. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that does not make you kill someone. Exactly. I don't know what pills he was taking, but. Yeah, during their search, officers did find prescription medication in Tyler's name for hydroxazine a relatively mild anti-anxiety medication, and cetalopram, an antidepressant that can increase the risk of suicide in adolescents and young adults. In a letter to his grandparents, uh, Tyler wrote, quote, I wish I never started taking that damn pill, end quote. However, he never referred to the pill by name, but he also wrote, quote, none of this would have ever happened, end quote. Hmm. However, I call BS, (laughs) Because while researching this case, I came across quite a bit of information that reveals how Tyler had the idea and planned this and told people he was going to murder his parents weeks before the party, which again shows that all of the other, you know, reasonings are total BS. And this wasn't just a spur of the moment violent outburst while on drugs. I don't believe it. I mean, the drugs could have helped him like lower inhibitions and stuff, and think it's not the worst idea. But he, yes, yeah, he had which is kind it, of what he, he told officers and what he told in the Rolling Stone article. That's what it seemed like. He took it because he had even mentioned if he was sober, he might not have been able to go through with it. Right. Okay, so you mm-hmm. took it as courage, meaning you wanted to do this already. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so then that's kind of moot. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. One Tyler. <laughs> One of the earliest occurrences was when Tyler was 10 years old. He showed up at Mark Andrews' house after getting into a fight with his mom, vowing to kill his parents. Mark brushed Tyler's comment off, saying that all parents piss their kids off. 
So after that, Tyler calmed down and the boys laughed about it. Granted, 10 years old, he was a kid. And kids do say really horrible things. Yeah, I bet yep. they do. Especially when they're angry. Like, I can see oh, that yeah. coming out. But you're also 10. You're not going to do it. Yes, exactly. So that was different. just, yes. So that was just the earliest occurrence I found. So that alone obviously wouldn't be incriminating. However, two weeks before the party, Tyler was hanging out with uh, Phillips, and he blurted out in the middle of their conversation that he wanted to kill his parents and throw a big party afterwards because no one had thrown a party with the body still in the house. <gasps> Phillips like just it thought was a challenge. Oh my! No one's yeah. done it, so I'm gonna. This do isn't it. a bingo sheet. Like who can throw the coolest party? Like what are you oh doing? Mm-hmm. And Phillips just thought it- Tyler was making a bad joke. So. Yeah, very bad joke. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. On July 2nd, Tyler Facebook messaged Mercedes Marco complaining about his mom taking away his phone and car and stating that he might kill her. The message read, lol, yup, she's a cunt for show. I might kill her. And Mercedes responded, OMG, no jail, all exclamation points. Or I mean prison, lol. And Tyler responded, oh, well, with that heart symbol. To me, it sounds like she's like, ha, 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 no, <laughs> you yeah. would never. Uh-huh. Which in my head, I feel like I'd be the same way too. Like, yeah, you're weird. Uh-huh. No. No, exactly. Yeah. Like, Please okay. Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, uh, because you yes. never think someone's going to do that. Like, oh, right. 100%. Right. And you shouldn't ever do that. No. If you have any wavering concerns, let us tell you right now. Do not do that. Mm -mm. And on the morning of the party, Matt Nobile was texting Tyler around 940, where he basically encouraged Tyler to kill his parents. So the messages read, Matt, did you do it? Tyler, no, but I'm gonna. Matt, bet you really should now do it. Tyler responded, don't worry, I am. Then I'm having a party. Matt responded, yeah, party time, N-word. And that was their conversation. Which to me, Matt, you're a garbage human being. So, (laughs) for one. Yeah. Even if you're just just playing along, thinking it's a joke, that's messed up. Why is Tyler telling so many people this? I don't know. Does he want someone to stop him or does he want like recognition that he's doing it? Like, does he think it's cool? That's where you're probably recognition. That's then. Yeah. He needs to go to a psychiatric hospital and get some help because that's Mm -hmm, not. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And again, I'm not a doctor. I'm just, just a person saying what we all should be thinking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something is not right. Like the way Mm -hmm. he's processing things is not right. Yeah. I also read an article that mentioned the New York Times implying that Michael, so Tyler's friend who turned him into police, was also contacted by Tyler the morning of the party where he heard about Tyler's plan to kill his parents. However, Michael has never commented on that claim, and there's no evidence to back that up. So take that as you will. But definitely there were signs suggesting that Tyler was going to act out, and even to the point where he was reaching out and telling people he was going to kill his parents – but no one said anything. No one took it seriously. That's so bizarre. Yeah, it is so bizarre. (laughs) 
Tyler was arrested and charged with two counts of second-degree murder, where he was advised to plead not guilty due to his documented history of mental illness. So again, I think there is, you know, something going on. Yeah. Since Tyler was 17 when he committed the murders, prosecutors could not pursue the death penalty, but they did pursue two life sentences, which is the maximum sentence a minor can receive. Okay. In 2014, Tyler was sentenced to two consecutive life sentences without the possibility of parole, but the sentence was overturned by Florida's 4th District Court of Appeal. They ordered a resentencing, stating, quote, the trial court did not consider the correct alternative to a life sentence, end quote, due to a new law that had gone in effect requiring a review for minors sentenced to murder. So they had to go through this again, which is just really shitty for all involved. Yeah. On Thursday, December 20th, 2018, not too long ago, Judge Gary Sweet determined that Tyler's original sentence did fit the crime he committed, calling it, quote, brutal, heinous, and premeditated, end quote, and Tyler was resentenced to life in prison. And this is just, I had to add this because it's just so messed up. When Tyler was initially in jail after being arrested, he was apparently seen as a celebrity and would sign autographs for his fellow inmates. And this is just so disturbing and sickening. Do you guys want to know what his sign-off was on autographs and fan letters? What? I'm sorry. It's hammer time. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, he... I appreciate the pun, but that's not funny. No. He obviously really, you know, cared and feels remorse oh for what he did. He may God. be like a psychopath. Like, something is really not right, because... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... In prison, Tyler was known by the nicknames Hammer, Hambo, and Bam Bam. I'm glad it was a really tough time for him after this. Yeah. mm -hmm. Mm. I'm so fucking livid. All right. Anyway. Mm -hmm. Yes. Even though he received a life sentence, Tyler still gets a review after 25 years of his first arrest. So that means that in about 15 years from now, his case will be up for review again, where a judge will decide if the life sentence is still appropriate based off of his conduct in prison. I don't see him going anywhere, but his case will be up for review in 15 uh, years. I don't think anything's going to change from now between then and the hammer deserves to stay where he is because holy shit. And I didn't add this, but one of the, like, prosecutors on the case was like, oh, yeah, we are not looking for rehabilitation. We are wanting, like, to get him for punishment for what he did. Like, that's... Yeah, normally I would say, like, he's so young, like, you should definitely try for rehabilitation. But it sounds like he's, like, his concrete concrete processes or whatever. Like, he's not yeah. changing. Nope. Maybe yeah, prison's the best was- place. Like, it doesn't have to be a punishment, but, like, you don't need to be with people who aren't, like, going to be able to to handle what you could do. Yeah. And like one of, I did watch a very short clip of him just being interviewed. I'm not sure who interviewed him. Um, And like the guy was just asking him, do you have any regrets? And he never, I didn't watch a whole video, but he never even mentioned like killing his parents as the big one. He was just like, oh, I didn't like apply myself. I should have applied myself more. And you know, did this and this. And I'm like, okay. I mean, yeah, you probably should have, but I think there's a bigger thing we're missing here and we're not focusing on. Jesus. Uh, he never applied himself? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yep. 
All right. He's garbage. Okay. He is garbage. And hopefully so you know he stays in prison. Feel, yeah. I'm glad Forever. you feel cool in prison because you're probably going to be there a long time. So make it your home. Make it yeah. your life because... I don't know if he's as famous in prison now, but at the time, since it was such a big case and it was getting a lot of like media attention, it was. So he was kind of seen that way, but... Cool. Hopefully Whatever not anymore. makes you happy as long as you stay in there. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And imagine like... Imagine you end up dating this person and like you don't even know. Like he gets out in 20 years, whatever. Yeah. Who's to yep. say he's not going to be like, it'd be really fucking cool to have my bros over with my wife dead in the bedroom. Like that's yeah. not, exactly. that should Throw never be rager. a reason. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you're not some cool gangster. Like you surprised killed your parents with a hammer and you had to take drugs. Like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't think you're cool. Hammer. Nope. It's messed up. And then at the end, you guys need to read this Rolling Stone article because it just blew my mind. These freaking teenagers. Oh, hopefully they have matured. But like at the end, some of them were interviewed just about how they felt about the party. And Mm -hmm. some of them were like, well, I didn't really know Tyler. So I wasn't like shocked or disgusted. I was just in awe. I was like, what? What happens in this town that that wasn't a shocking event? Yeah, and then another kid was like, I mean, it was horrible what he did, but now, like, if people ask me, I went to, you know, this crazy party. I was like, what? (laughs) Who are these kids? Oh, my God. Have you ever read a book? Have you ever done anything else? Because that's not something to brag about. No, not at all. And yeah, guys, that is the story of the murders of Blake Hadley and Mary Jo Hadley and the worst house party ever thrown. Tyler Hadley, Period. Thanks. You're Aaron. welcome. We should write I, to him in prison. No, we should not. <laughs> I'm doing it. Take that back. He no, I'm going to be like, oh my God, like your house party was cool, but I throw fucking ragers, bro. <laughs> have you ever had an ice fountain? Bet you fucking did. Ice luge. <laughs> I didn't even have to kill anybody. Bitch. Boop, boop. Lun money out. Ha <laughs> 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 She's done. <laughs> Ugh, Aaron. Yeah, no, I, I would write make... to him just to fuck with him. Like, you think that was a cool party? I already topped you. Bitch. <laughs> Ugh. Jesus. That was a lot. That was heavy. Thanks, that was a lot. <laughs> I had yeah. never heard of it. So when I was researching it, I was like, holy moly, there's a ton of stuff that happened. It, it was insane. Never heard of it. Nope. Honestly, haven't. Well. Um, we know for sure that's enough sinister sunrise for your day. Mm-hmm. And if it's not, uh, you can write to Tyler Hadley. And- <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'm sure he has thoughts. Or if you want to be normal and not write to him in jail, you can write us to our email, which is sinistersunrisepodcast at gmail.com. Send us your story ideas. Send us topics you want us to talk about, whether you know something about it or not personal not personal stuff we've talked about in the past we want to know we want to we care about what you guys think um if you can leave us a review on apple podcasts um, or give us a follow on spotify if there's any other platforms that you listen on and there's tools to give us a like or anything like that let us know and do so please um we're still giving out our stickers 
probably going to close that up soon. So if you could leave us a review, screenshot it and send it to our email, we will get one out to you as quickly as possible. Um, Mm -hmm. Or if you send us a story, we'll send one your way as well. Um, And last but not least, if you could give us a follow on Instagram, it'd be much appreciated. You do get little hints about what our stories are going to be usually the next Mm -hmm. day. Keep you updated. Um, The love is appreciated. And again, it's Sinister Sunrise Podcast on Instagram. So with that, thank you guys. Yeah, thank you. Bye.